Hey, besties! Hey! <laughs> and、um, after a long extended break, we're back.、Um, sorry, guys.、Um, I was in Brazil and Belize for a little bit for a couple extended vacations, and Nahi actually just got back from a cruise. Yes.、So, I was gone for like、yeah. three weeks. It was really nice. Yeah.、Um, it was super fun, but、um, we're glad to be back on the podcast.、Mm-hmm. So, Nahi, maybe you could start us off and Let the viewers know what we're doing today. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have seen the movie or heard about the movie, but there was a film that came out recently、um, with Michelle Yeoh. I think that's how you say her name. And it's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And for the people who haven't watched it, the little like, blurb that made the most sense、um, is it's a movie in a, about an aging Chinese immigrant who is swept up in an insane adventure. Where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives that she could have led. So,、um, Nate and I watched this movie、um, right before we both went on vacation, and we both agreed that this movie is absolutely spectacular. It's action packed and clever and funny, but I think the biggest thing for us is how much we could relate to the film. So, we're going to talk about it on this podcast episode. Yeah.、Um, so, We kind of wrote, broke it down into a couple of major themes we wanted to discuss. And the first thing we kind of wanted to discuss, and it was kind of like the biggest theme in the movie, is like this whole idea of like generational trauma,、mm-hmm. right? And、um, I think the biggest like motif for this was like that whole circle or the everything bagel. And I've watched, I watched the movie a couple times actually in theaters. And the opening shot is of Joy looking at the dryer. Um, kind of tumble, and it's just like a black circle, and it's going、mm-hmm. in cycles. And I think it's like a really good、um, symbol for like this whole cycle of generational trauma that keeps going on.、Mm. Oh, yeah. So, sorry if that was out of context. So, basically, like there's like this everything bagel in the film, if you haven't watched, and it's about oh, how、um, maybe we should say spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen this film. Yeah.、Um, we're basically going to talk about everything in this movie. So, if you haven't watched, The movie yet, go watch it and then come back and listen. Yes, perfect.、Um, but the bagel, it's so funny. It's like it's literally an everything bagel, but、um, it's about how like the mom, Evelyn, is supposed to save her daughter from like killing the whole universe. But then later we find out that the everything bagel is literally just symbolism for like her, de- like Joy's depression and like her own like downfall, which I thought was really.、Um, It's just so clever. Like, it, I feel like a lot of movies these days like, lack that originality. And then you have this one that you have like, never seen before. And I think that's why I loved it so much.、Um, but with the generational trauma, like, my conclusion from this movie was about kind of like how our traumas come from our parents, or more specifically, this movie and like, like her mother and how it's like, passed on to the children and、um, how like, Us as daughters or children are supposed to like break that cycle. So I actually saw myself a lot in Joy's character and like Evelyn being like my mom. So I cried like a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is literally my mom. Yeah.、Um, I also really related to the film. Like I really related a lot more to like Evelyn, but I agree with what Nahi was saying. I think like the first. Like, generation that we get to view, right? Trauma wise, is Gong Gong, 
and Evelyn, mm-hmm. so it's Evelyn's father, and how Evelyn never felt good enough for her father, and she never felt like accepted for her father or living up to um, his expectations, mm-hmm. and then that kind of um, impacted the way that you know Evelyn raised Joy, and how um, even the way that like Evelyn kind of what's the word meticulously influences Joy mm-hmm. and Gong Gong's interactions, you know, right? Because Evelyn wants to make sure that Joy is a good reflection on herself, mm-hmm. and she wants kind of like that whole dad's approval and how she raised a daughter as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't, I don't, I kind of speak for my mom, but like, I know she has a really estranged relationship with her mother. Um, And it was the same thing in the movie. Like Gong Gong was kind of like my high money, like my grandma and um, same thing, kind of like never being enough for my grandma. And it's weird because at the end of the movie, we see like Gong Gong accept joy you know for who she is and her sexuality and just her as a whole and I find that so ironic because like my grandparents were so bad to like my mom and like my aunt and uncles but like to us as grandkids there's they're very accepting and they're kind of like the grandparent or the parent that they should have been to their own kids so I could also relate. I'm sure my mom could also relate to that if she watched the film yeah, um, I tried getting my parents to watch the film. I don't know if they did mm-hmm. or as like the last time I spoke to them, they hadn't. But um, kind of like how um, Nahi and her mom have like a similar relationship. I do feel like my dad was kind of like that figurehead growing mm-hmm. up. But, you know, anytime he talks about his parents, um, it's in like very positive, or, like neutral or funny mm-hmm. ways. You know, I don't think necessarily. And, you know, my grandparents were like really kind people. Mm-hmm. I do feel like for him, though, the struggle growing up as like a first or second generation immigrant, he had a lot of difficulty communicating with his parents, you know. And right. so I don't think he ever had like, I would say like a deep connection to his parents where they got to know each other very well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was something I struggled with with my dad. Like, I don't feel like he ever tried to get to know who I was, but I think he just didn't learn like how to foster that because he never received that you know yeah I think that's a really big thing with our generation too because parents try to be accepting but they struggle so hard to communicate with us so then there's a lot of like misunderstandings and then a lot of arguments that could have been avoided if they could just accurately say what they needed to say and one of the scenes in the film that I related to the most was when um, Evelyn and Joy they had a fight and Joy's really upset and she's leaving. And Evelyn, like, you know, runs out of the laundromat to follow her daughter. And then you can see in her face, she like really wants to apologize or say something. But then she just looks at her and goes, you're getting fat. You need to lose weight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I literally looked around the theater. Yeah. I was like, mom, because I hear that even till this day, like since I was a kid, even when I was like slimmer as a kid, my mom still said that to me. But for me, I've learned over the years, like, because my mom's always like, oh, lose weight, like, you're getting fat. And I'm like, okay, she hates me or whatever. And I'm like, I'm your daughter. Like, you made me like this. Like, why did you make me eat kind of thing? Like, I just joke around like that. But then I've learned that her saying, like, you're getting fat is, like, the most messed up way of, like, showing her love, <laughs> like, her act of love. And I think a lot of um, non-Asian American kids, like, are like, oh my gosh, like how could your parents or your mom say that to you? But for us, it's a little different because that's just how they communicate. Yeah. But it's also like the thing, like if you fight with your Asian parents and then instead of saying sorry, they'll bring you like a plate of fruit. Like that's how right. they're showing like they love you and that they're sorry. 
So right, and I think um, Nahi did a good job of ex- kind of explaining what it's like to kind of grow up in like a, an Asian household. And I don't think the movie is necessarily justifying this behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Because when Joy is talking to her partner in the beginning of the film, like she kind of explains, like if my mom is like criticizing you or whatever, that's just like her saying she likes you, right? You mm-hmm. know. And even though Joy obviously understands that, it still bothers her. You know, it still causes her to cry when her mom comes mm-hmm. out and calls her fat. And I think at the end of the movie, you know, they have this big reconciliation mm-hmm. where Evelyn like tells her like, I accept you for who you are. I love you. I think that's kind of like that leads to a healthier relationship between mm-hmm. the mother and daughter, you know, because Evelyn is able to kind of like let go of what she thinks a parent is supposed to be right. or like let go of like this like power dynamic, I guess is the best way to put it. And she kind of just like sees her as a person and tries to give her love and acceptance like for who she is and kind of, you know like bring herself down to the same level. Mm-hmm. And I think like that really helps their relationship out a lot. And I think that's kind of like what the movie is getting at, you know? Yeah. And I've had that too with my mom, like kind of like that reconciliation, like conversation that they had. It was like, I don't know if it was just us because we were the only Asians in the movie theater. There was like four or five of us and everyone else, I don't know what they were, but like nobody was like crying and or everyone was like, what is going on? But like we're the only group over here like laughing, like hee hee and then crying. Um, but I just feel like that's so important to have, you know, with like a conversation with your parent in a sense, because it really helps break that generation cycle, but also just kind of helps them understand you a little bit more. Because I think that's like the biggest thing with like us Asian American like generation that we're just like very misunderstood by your parents, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um Nahi, did your mom end up watching this movie? No, she didn't. I, I'm, like, afraid for her to to watch it because she's very, like, she's Korean, obviously, so she's very conservative. And there's just a lot of parts in the movie that are just so inappropriate that I don't <laughs> think. There was, like, stuff about butt plugs and just, like, really, <laughs> yeah, like, sausage that. wiener hands. And I think she what would be. What about the dildo fight? Yeah, like, literally, like, crazy stuff like that. I think she would focus everything on the weird stuff and not like the actual meaning behind the movie. But I know a friend um, watched the movie with her mom and she kind of, they were Indian, but like she didn't really understand. The mom didn't really understand at the end, like the whole movie as a whole. But at the end she was like, well, what's like the big deal? Cause in the end, like ma- the mom and the daughter reconciled and that's what's most important. And then she was talking about how like, parents still like they get the end and like the meaning of what's supposed to be but they don't they kind of ignore like everything else that comes with like accepting your child for who they are kind of thing so I don't know if she would get it but maybe one day I'll watch it with her (laughs) yeah I I saw this one TikTok where like an Asian girl went to go watch with her mom and Mm -hmm. then she said her mom liked the movie but her biggest criticism was that joy was ungrateful and i just thought that was so oh that's so asian that's so yeah i i think that's like a really common struggle you know it's just like every asian american child wants their parents to say i'm sorry and every asian american parent wants like their child to just like what's the word forgive them or accept them Mm -hmm. or say like they understand and i think like that's just gonna always be a battle yeah yeah i agree do you think you're gonna have kids and continue slash break this generational trauma cycle that's a very good question because i think because of the way i was brought up or just my relationship with my mom itself it really has like turned me off on having children and 
I, my mom was kind of in the same sense where she was like, oh, I'll never be like my grandmother. But she ended up being just like her, if not like the more modern version. So for me, and also I'm just selfish, like you have to do like life insurance policies and just like your 401k for your children. And I'm just like, I'd rather spend that money on myself. So the money part, I'm just like, oh, me, me, me. And then also I just am like deathly afraid of like not being the parent. I should be so I right as of right now 2022 I do not want any children like I just want to be the cool aunt so I'll be the cool aunt to your kids but maybe one day I'm sure something <laughs> I'm not will, having kids either <laughs> I'm sure something <laughs> will I think when we meet our person I think that will change our minds because my mom said the same thing she was like oh I never wanted children either and ended up having two and I was like you stay safe because not me <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I um I'm in the same boat. I think um, the biggest reason why I don't want to have kids is kind of like this whole generational trauma thing. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't want to be like my dad. And, um, you know, he's mellowed out a lot now. So, like, I do give him credit for that. But it's just like the way he raised me. And I kind of know, like, I see and how strict I am with myself and my friends and how, mm-hmm. like, neurotic I can be. Like, I will probably be like my dad if I raise kids. And I really don't want to, like, put another human being through that you know? yeah I'm the same way I see my yeah. like traits of my mom and myself as well where it's either one got me in trouble or two like just made me feel bad that I acted in xyz way so yeah it's very easy to be like oh I'm not gonna be like them but you're you're already like already like them you know yeah as you go yeah, along exactly. yeah yeah it's like it, it would be hard to fight it when it's just like it's so ingrained in who you are already exactly yeah I agree yeah Let's move on to maybe a little bit more of a positive note. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a lot of love in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, um, like we said at the end, Joy and Evelyn had some reconciliation. Um, Evelyn and Wayman was like a huge part of the film. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even Evelyn and um, the the accountant lady. Yeah, the IRS lady. Had, like, the, yeah, I forgot her name in the film, but um, it was like Miss, I forgot what it was, but yeah. I forget too. Um, yeah, I mean, that was really great. I, and I really like how they kind of like looked at that and like addressed the whole like theme of love. Because I do think it was a little bit different than like a typical, you know, um, corny Hollywood movie. Yeah. Even though it did have a happy ending. Yeah, I think um, there was a beginning part of the movie because you see Evelyn, uh, the mom, progress so much from the beginning to the end of the movie. And, you know, she's in her own universe and she meets other Evelyns, you know, throughout the multiverse and she is an actress in one or she's like a chef in one you know xyz and she's like happier in those universes than her own and i think um there's the beginning where they get in a fight and she says to wayman she's like i should have never married you or i should have never gone with you and i literally gasped because i'm like oh like you know in that moment that's really what she felt but at the very end i feel like she really learned to love her husband and kind of like take a step back and realize like you know things are working out for a reason because in the beginning of the movie he hits her with divorce papers um and they have this like really nice like still conservative kiss at the end and for me I was like thinking how immigrant parents aren't afforded the space to have romance or have the ability to express themselves like romantically I think my parents are a little bit different because my dad's like very lovey-dovey but I know all of my relatives aunts and uncles like they don't even hold hands like they're like oh that's so sad yeah they're very like separate and marriage is more of kind of like uh 
marriage of convenience kind of thing. Like they, you know, they live together and they have things together, but it's not really that romantic aspect. Again, my parents are not like that. My dad's so madly in love with my mom. It's disgusting. Um, but <laughs> other other family members, I can see that connection or resemblance to their relationship too. Yeah, I think um, also my parents, luckily, they still keep the flame alive. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they still um, have sex. Oh, um, but- hey, Mama Cho. <laughs> Doesn't she listen to um, this? Yeah, and they are still like lovey-dovey, which I think is great. But yeah, I do think it's sad like when I hear about other parents that aren't really being like physically intimate. And mm-hmm. I do think it was really – it was like a different – it was new, you know. It was like a little twist to have like that little kiss at the end between mm-hmm. like an older Asian couple. And like that's not something you see often. And it was it was romantic, you know, in a way. Um, I really liked the whole dynamic between Evelyn and Wayman. And like, we have seen it before. It's like the whole type A person and the, and like the free flowing Mm -hmm. artistic person, you know? And I, like I said, I related a lot to Evelyn. I think they did a really good job of um, depicting what like her mind is like, like when they open up into her dining room and it's all cluttered and messy and it's cramped. And even the shot is framed in like the door still. So you feel like you're in this tight little space Mm -hmm. and like, everything in the beginning is like super fast paced and you can just tell Evelyn is just stressed all the time and she takes on a lot of responsibility. And I feel that way a lot of the time. And sometimes when I'm with, you know, a partner and I just feel like they're a little bit more loose and Mm -hmm. they go with the flow, I feel like they're almost counterproductive to like what I'm trying to achieve or Mm -hmm. whatever, whether it's like as dumb as doing taxes or doing laundry, you know, yeah, like I still, it's like everything to me. And like, I build these things up and like, I have to get this done. And like, they might be trying to have fun, but then I'm kind of like, they're not helping me out. And so Mm -hmm. I really related to that. Um, And I really also related to like Evelyn, like brute forcing her way through life kind of, but at the end or near the end, you know, kind of towards the climax of the film, um, she has that scene where she's like, Um, I'm learning to fight like you are and then Mm -hmm. she kind of battles all those people by like touching them and seeing like their alternate lives and giving them like a chance to live their alternate lives and loving them and like kind of meeting them where they are I struggle with that a lot you know like I kind of like meet people and I think like I should just they should just act exactly the way I expect them to act or the way Mm -hmm. I think is right instead of trying to see them for who they are we have a friend I think um a mutual friend Robin and I think he's really good at that you know Mm -hmm. I think he's actually really good at like seeing people um, who they are and trying to like uh, be open to them and I think that's like one of his biggest um, I don't know what the word is like powers I guess this movie would say mm-hmm. and um, I just think like I really love their relationship how Evelyn kind of kept things on track but then Wayman kind of like opened her up to being a more loving person mm-hmm. you know yeah and at the end like with what Nate was saying you know she chooses basically to fight her husband's way with like kindness and ultimately doing the same with her daughter at the end. But I think that was like a really big like um, character arc for her to kind of fight her husband's way. And that's funny that you say you're like Evelyn because I'm literally like Waymond. I'm very like <laughs> I would be the person that's putting like the googly eyes like on the laundry bags and then like those my, are so cute. I know my husband getting like super annoyed or something. So I think that's I, that makes sense, though. I can see those characters in us, too. So, yeah. yeah. And then the part, um, I think you mentioned it too, right after you watched the movie, um, when they're in like an alternate universe where like Evelyn is a big movie star and Wayman's kind of like the guy that got away. And the last like line in their dimension was, oh I would have loved yeah. doing 
taxes and laundry with you and you can just see in her face like you know yeah it was it's so good like this whole movie is just so good and very important like themes to take away from and like this is very off topic but there's like this big rock scene in the movie where (laughs) yeah they're literally just two rocks like on a cliff and there's like subtitles of like Evelyn and Joy like talking to each other and there was so something or there's so like it's so distinctly Asian American like I can't even pinpoint why it is but it's just like again it made me cry it literally just it's complete silence and then you just see dialogue on the screen from the rocks and you're just like oh God, it just it hits different. I can't explain it. You have to, if you <laughs> haven't different. watched it yourself, like definitely watch it once or 500 times because there's something new that you take away from it every time. Yeah. Speaking of, I actually did see the movie like four times. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw it was on like this first date with a girl. I don't know if I told you this, Nahi. I don't think so, um, no. I, I told our uh, mutual friend, Anna, who was a guest of the pod. Um, so the first time I watched it was on a first date. I had hooked up with the girl and like the thing is, is we met on a Saturday at like five. So it was like 7 mm-hmm. p.m. And we're kind of like, well, what do we do now? We decided to go watch this movie. And when that scene, you know, like I would in an alternate universe, like I would have loved just doing laundry and taxes with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bawling, dude. I was crying <laughs> so hard. And then especially too, and I've seen the movie four times, like I said, mm-hmm. and especially that scene when she's um, talking to Gong Gong and it's like, I'm just happy my daughter has found like someone who's like who can loves her, love her and is patient and is kind. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that hit me like a fucking truck. Yeah, I just started thinking about my ex because I think my ex is just like a very patient and kind person. Like that's exactly how I would describe her and like what I loved about her. Mm-hmm. And I was bawling, and then I turned to my left, and there's this fucking stranger. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. I'm, like, literally just thinking about my ex-girlfriend. And you're, like, here. And then after the movie, like, she was kind of like, well, what do you want to do now? Like, do you want to go back to your place? And I was like, no. Um, gonna, I'm going to walk you to the train. Like, let's go home. Oh, no. Did she cry yeah. at all? Or, like, did she understand? I have no clue if she was crying. I wasn't even paying attention to her. I was just, like, bawling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, I saw it a second time with our friend Anna. Mm-hmm. And then a third and fourth time, I ended up seeing it with on first dates as well. Mm-hmm. Um with like other girls and every time those scenes hit yeah and like i cried and then like i think the third time i watched it i like that scene hit i got out of the movie and i texted our friend robin and i was just like yep i'm on a first date i'm thinking about my ex-girlfriend all over again (laughs) and he's just like dude what's wrong with you are they were they all asian like all the girls yeah they were actually yeah oh i wonder if they if you're listening (laughs) hey Uh, i hope i wonder (laughs) if they related to it at all Dude, the girl I went on, the girl I saw it with for the fourth time, mm-hmm. she like did not laugh. She did not what? cry like the whole time. And she afterwards she was like, "Oh, I mean, it was good." And she, I think she could tell I liked it a lot. Uh huh. So she was like kind of pandering to that. I could tell like she didn't laugh once. She didn't shed a single tear. Like it was not her vibe. And I just that gave me such an ick, you know? Yeah, I I'm a big like movie junkie, and I feel and I'm the type of person that will like break down movies like for days and i feel like when i go with people and they just don't understand i get so frustrated because i'm like oh my god like that's when i'm like why aren't you like me and understand like i was thinking about everything that came with this movie and like the themes and symbolism and then um my one other friend from florida watched him was like yeah it was good i didn't really get it though and i'm like you didn't get what (laughs) like what did you not get (laughs) i was like you're dumb um but yeah i just 
I, that's why I'm afraid to watch with my mom because I, I, I feel like she'll say something like, oh, you know, Joy was ungrateful. Mm. I think she would kind of have mm. that same vibe. I watched um, yeah. Lady Bird with my mom. Did you ever watch Lady Bird? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And my mom was kind of just like, ill like what is this when i think oh it was gosh, such an serious? important like movie that and... scene at the airport at the end that didn't yeah. hit her yeah she was just like mm. or i think one of her quotes was like this is weird and i'm like <sighs> but obviously i took away what i needed to take away but um she is actually the one that suggested to watch it with me so i don't know if she was like reading her little korean articles i was like oh it's really good for mother daughter but yeah but if i end up watching it with her i'll let you know what she says yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah. So the last theme we kind of want to touch on for this film is like the whole idea of like optimistic nihilism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure most of the people still listening have seen it. So they know like the whole multiverse thing is a big theme. And like this whole idea that like Evelyn and Joy can kind of like be anywhere in the universe. And at the end, they have this huge reconciliation where Evelyn is kind of like, um of every, anywhere i could be i choose to be here with you mm-hmm. and i really like that idea you know i think um a lot of gen zers are struggling with it right now but i think it's just because they're all in their early 20s and i remember i struggled with this when i was in college mm-hmm. like the whole idea of like existentialism like what does anything mean in this world mm-hmm. like does anything have meaning like we're all just like stardust but i like this whole idea that like well because nothing has meaning mm-hmm. like you get to choose your meaning you know and that's enough and i like that evelyn chooses like her daughter you know yeah and i feel you know with the whole everything bagel because at the end we find out like that's whole symbolism for joy to like kind of like end her own life because she in her mind thinks that nothing truly matters and like life is meaningless and i related to her on that because like not to get deep at all like there i've had like times where i was so depressed whether it's from like life factors or just like my own mom that like kind of drove me to kind of have that idea of like life really is meaningless so it's kind of like very close calls to when I was kind of like the same thing as joy like really close that everything donut but then I'm like really fortunate and I'm glad that you are as well that you are able to find things that have meaning in life and I think um for me mine was family or like the first time that I had that like everything bagel like thought um I thought about my brother and like I wouldn't want to leave like my brother behind but then at the end of the day I realized like family I I think a lot of people have debates with whether like family is everything or whether um you know if there's a lot of like emotional abuse or like mental abuse from your parents like is family really everything but I think at the end of the day like I learned to find meaning in my family and kind of accept them too like just how I want my parents to accept me like I kind of learned to accept them for how they are and how they love um so I think that's why I was like really saw myself enjoy because I'm in a really good place now like things are really looking up for me now like career-wise and um or school-wise I mean and then like things are good and I wouldn't be able to kind of have these moments in life where I feel like things are getting better if I wasn't able to kind of like pull myself out like from that state of mind before so I'm really grateful that I'm like in a good place yeah I'm happy for you I think also touching a little bit on what you said too it was interesting how um Joy and Evelyn's like trauma manifested you know for Mm -hmm. Evelyn it was more 
like anxiety and eroticism, but for、mm. Joy, it was much more like depression. You know, yeah, yeah. And she was really sad a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like really great that like they were able to like kind of find meaning in each other in the end.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. that conversation at the end is just I after the movie. Oh, I was crying like pretty much halfway throughout the movie, and then at the very end, like the credits were rolling, and it was like the <laughs> kind of crying. And I remember <laughs>、yeah. my friend Angeline was looking at me, and she was crying too, and she's like. Okay, and I was like, no, and um, yeah, the movie just made me really want to appreciate life and like everything around me. And I, I was in Cincinnati at the time, and you know, my parents are in Philadelphia, so I like called her later, and I was like, hi, and she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, um, I just love you, and she's like, literally, what do you want? But yeah, just I wanted to hug my mom because I was like, oh, I just want to let you know that I love you, and I did that. Uh, recently, with my brother, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "I just feel like I don't say that enough." Either to, I think I said it to Anna recently too, the one who was on the,、um, she was a guest on the podcast, like Nate said,、um, and she was kind of like, "Ew, I love you too," but like, we're not saying it again for like another five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny.、Mm-hmm. Um, my parents and I have gotten. I think it's like ever since college, and like we had some space. We have. We've been in like a space where we say that often now, which is nice.、Mm-hmm. But it still is like a little bit awkward, especially when my dad says it, you know. But、um, mm-hmm. it is really nice that like they have the capacity to like say it. And I know a lot of、uh, growing up. I mean, like I rarely feel like he said. In fact, I feel like he only ever said it if he felt like he like hit me a little too much or hit me a little too hard, and it was kind of like、mm-hmm. his way of saying I'm sorry.、Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, then I was like, be just son. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you love me,、mm-hmm. dude. You just beat the shit out of me, you know. I know. But. Ugh, yeah. That's like such another like big topic because it's my friends like oh my god I remember I would like have like little bruises like and go to school and they're all like we need to call like DHS on your parents <laughs> and I'm like no it's not like that but also I'm just like because I know my grandparents were worse like with my mom at least so I feel like I got like a very mild like beating <laughs> growing up but. Uh, yeah, that's tough because it's like you don't like you don't love your kids. Like you wouldn't like hit your kids if you love them. But again, it's like they do love you. That's why they're hitting you. Yeah, I don't know. I will、sure. never understand. Like same. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but back to that like whole scene at the end. What about like when Wayman interrupts and they're kind of like, "Shut up," you know? Yeah, that's like my that dad.、So、<laughs> my dad would be the one. <laughs>、yeah. Be like,、hey, let's、guys. just go inside. Stop fighting. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's、um, another really thing, great thing. You know, you talked about like the IRS lady. You know, in the beginning, like the IRS lady is probably one of like Evelyn's least liked person,、mm-hmm. obviously, because and she's very、um, annoying, I guess you could say.、Um, but I liked how、um, they had an alternate universe with Evelyn and the IRS lady, and how like they、oh, were、yeah. actually like lovers like in lovers, the yeah. yeah, and I. For me, I was like, okay, well, Evelyn needed to find a way to love a universe that she's in, and find the beauty in it. And I think that was that universe for her, where she had to learn to accept and love the IRS lady with their weird、mm. hot dog hands. And I think that's why at the end, when she was able to have a conversation at the laundromat with the IRS lady, where they were just like, or she tells her the IRS lady, "You are deserving of love." And I think that's another really great character progression、yeah. for her. Yeah, that was really great. That was yeah, and I it was really beautiful how their like theme together was Claire de Lune. It was like so romantic.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like all their scenes were like either comic, were pretty much just comical, you know, and like really intense.、Yeah. It was funny. 
but yeah, I, and I, I, I love how you bring up well. the Claire de Lune because I'm like, okay, I know this is a really powerful scene, but all I'm thinking about right now is Twilight. So I was like, get back to the right <laughs> movie <laughs> because they play Claire de Lune in Twilight, and I was like, oh. I yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. I noticed that too. I love like um hearing um scores or just like instrumentals in the background of some movies like i wish i had a good ear for like um music to play in the movies because this one like everything was so perfect even like the opening mm. where it said like part one it was like that big like oh, boom like that huge, sound it kind of scared like, me orchestral. actually yeah it was yeah intense. but it I was loved it. yeah yeah it was so intense i yeah. was like oh my gosh these and this movie was only created by five people like during yeah, covid they had a small yeah. budget too which is amazing yeah and I, I just really think um, I never saw any type of um, ad for it or like even a movie trailer on YouTube. I never saw it. So um, I heard of, like from a friend who was like, oh, let's watch this movie. And I had no idea what it was about. So I actually went into the movie completely blind. Like I didn't even know who was in it or that it had anything to do with like generational trauma and like all these deep like themes. So it was a very pleasant surprise. But we all enjoyed it. Like all of us, we yeah. were all laughing and crying and. It was just a moment. Yeah. So props to the people who made the film. And mm -hmm. um, that's the pod. Is there anything you want to say to our guests before we sign off? Um, if you are struggling mentally with yourself or your family, literally just call me. Okay. You guys don't have my number. But like DM me or find me somewhere and I will literally talk to you. I love Okay, that sounds bad. I don't want to say I love talking to people who are struggling, but I feel like because I've gone through my fair share of things, I am so happy to get people out of that kind of headspace. So if you're struggling, like everything's going to be okay. Like literally though, everything's going to be okay. And I will be here if you need. Cool. And where can our guests find you? Oh, um, my Instagram is nahehehe. It's N-A-H-E-H-E-H-E. -E -E -E. And I never go on it. But if you send me a message and you're going through something, like I will literally answer you. Like that's how much you guys mean to me. <laughs> okay. And yeah, what so about her you? Her DMs Nate? are wide open. Her DMs are wide open. Yes. Um, and you guys can find me at anchovies on Instagram. It's like anchovies just without the A. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>